How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with the boys, Alex and Ryan. Today we got a ridiculously special guest in Spencer Jones, 2022 first round pick by the Yankees joining this team. Now everyone's calling you the lefty judge. I know that's kind of a lot of pressure, but how are you feeling about, you know, already getting these comps, you know, six, seven, you got a ridiculous frame, a ridiculous amount of talent and skill, and you're already getting those comps. And it's, it's ridiculous to know that you actually have that kind of potential, that superstar level potential. And the fact that we get to sit here and talk to you about that is just incredible. So how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'll ask you this, you know, like I just said, people calling you the lefty judge already, you know, how are you feeling about the, that, those type of comparisons and watching what judge did last year? It definitely has to be a compliment, right? Oh, yeah. It's definitely an honor. Um, anytime you can be compared to one of the best baseball players in the game, like, you know, that's it's no small achievement in its own. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to play my own game. So it's cool to hear whatever else, but try not to think too much into it. Yeah, absolutely. But Ryan, I'll let you get a question in here because I know you want to get some baseball stuff in there. We'll start off. I know you're just coming off your workout, so you're probably ready to go. During your time at Vanderbilt, you were playing one of the biggest stages in college baseball, one of the more memorable games against Stanford, facing off in an elimination game. You guys were down 5-4, I believe, at that point in time when you came up with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. You were a sophomore, uh, and you're facing Brandon Beck, who's now in the Yankee organization as well. You slap a single the other way. You get on first base. I believe it was a throwing error that advanced a runner to third. That runner comes to score on a single by Bradfield, uh, and you come all the way around to score on a wild pitch to win the game. You know, that's a high-pressure situation. Your season's on the line. Uh, you're just a sophomore in college kind of take us through what your process was in that at bat and how that experience shaped what you think you could become as a baseball player at the professional level yeah for sure I mean that was a crazy whirlwind of emotions like when that that all happened because I remember I was on the bench and I think I saw the second out happen and we had nobody on base down by one ninth inning in Omaha so we like you know there's that small thought like oh this season could be over and then um, as the uh, next guy's walking up to the plate, I get a coach come up to me, tap me on the shoulder, said, hey, we want you on deck. And I was like, all right, this will be cool. Like, you know, I'll get an opportunity to play, see how this goes. Um, I hadn't been playing much in those weeks prior. I think my first at-bat in like three weeks was another extra inning at-bat against Arizona earlier that week. So they were just throwing me into these high-leverage situations. And I remember thinking to myself, um, I didn't come through when we were playing Arizona, but in my head I was like, a game's going to come back around. Something's going to happen. You know, I'll just wait until the opportunity comes again. And so, sure enough, on that, that day, that at bat, I don't think I took a warm-up swing. Like, I was just so in the moment, watching the game, watching everything. Um, I remember, I think it was Javier Vaz worked a walk. He gets on first base. Then I step up to the plate. And I'll be honest, I hadn't seen pitching in like three hours because that's when we hit BP and I wasn't doing anything. So when Beck threw that first fastball, it was like way faster than I thought it was going to be. Like absolute gas. And then, um, so I saw that go by, got lucky enough to put a little bit of the bat on it, hit it in the hole, got to first, was excited about the throwing error, guy gets to third, then Enrique hits a hanging curveball, gets me to third base. And the second I get to third, it's the craziest thing. Corpse tells me, he says, Hey, heads up on a wild pitch here. I don't think he is um, too comfortable with his curveball right now. And so I think it was that next pitch throws a curveball, airmails it, I go home. And yeah, craziest moment in baseball for me so far. I, I want to put one thing out there and just be like, 
when you're in those high level situations, right? Like you're really kind of having to hone down. And you, like you said, you three hours for, between when you saw a pitch and to see a pitch. What are the kind of things that you do leading up to a big game like this that maybe like a routine or tradition that may, you might have before a game to get ready? Whether it's like, I know like the Yankees last year trying to get out of a, hit, a hitting funk, like chewing ridiculous amounts of gum or eating cookie, whatever it might be. Is there anything that you do specifically before a game to get ready for this? And maybe just like a superstitious uh, kind of variable. That's actually funny. I'm a habitual gum chewer. So always when I'm playing, even when I'm hitting any off season, I'll always be chewing gum, something to keep me in rhythm and that kind of thing. So you'll be seeing me do that a lot, um, you know, this season and moving forward. But I wouldn't say that I have, you know, a set, you know, superstition or anything. It's more routine than anything else. And that stuff changes, um, you know, as time goes on. Like earlier in the year, I didn't really understand my routine, like my freshman, sophomore years. But once I was able to get it, honed in my third year. Um, I found what worked for me. It took a lot of the guesswork out of everything. That's like the, the main idea with the routine is making, think, think, making things as simple as possible. So once I got to that point, I just kind of carried it over into the low A season. But it's nothing special. It's mostly about getting the body and mind ready to play and then just having that confidence that you can go out there and do it. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm personally a very superstitious person. Like, uh, I mean, I, this is my first year of college. I played some baseball in high school, and I would get superstitious to the point. It comes down to glove, cleats, whatever it may be. Uh, so it's kind of cool to hear the, about the gum chewing habit because I, I definitely have uh, superstitions of my own. But, uh, you know, talking about, you know, one thing that really stands out, and when anyone talks about you as a prospect or you coming out of college, it's the raw power, right? You know, you put up monster exit velocities, uh, all that stuff related to power. You just excel at that. But I wanted to hear about what you believe is your most prominent skill that you believe that you bring to an organization on the field or off the field that isn't related to your power, something that you think people should recognize more or people should get to know more about you as a player and as a teammate. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I've always thought I've had my whole life, well before the power came in, was uh, speed. Something things or something people don't really recognize when they see me at first is that I can run well. And that's something I've always taken pride in. All right. And then yeah. off the field, I mean, what I've learned more than anything is like the value of being a good teammate and being a good guy, you know, around players, whether that be on or off the field and just feeling close to them and building a connection because that stuff matters as far as, you know, building team chemistry and a culture and all that. So that's something that I feel like I've brought to the table the last couple of years and plan to do uh, moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. I have one. I want to bring it back to when you were just drafted last year by the Yankees. You know, you're getting this call. You're, you're waiting to see where you go. I think it was 25th overall, right? Um, what is that feeling? You know, like I know you foregone the the draft previously to go to Vanderbilt. You have a tremendous career there. You're obviously one of the best prospects in the game um, going into this draft. Getting drafted by the Yankees. I mean, knowing you have to deal with a crappy winter here. I know we were just talking about that before and frost on your car and you know shoveling ice. I, I got all the tricks. Don't worry. I've been living here my whole life. <laughs> it's it's it kind of sucks, but you get used to it. Um, but knowing you're going to a Yankee organization that has just a ridiculous amount of phenomenal prospects and they have some of the best developmental coaches in the game, you know, knowing that your potential, this is probably one of the best places that you can go to reach that superstar caliber of play to get those Aaron, Aaron judge comparisons and make them, you know, come to fruition. What are the feelings going through your head and, and, you know, just knowing that you just joined one of the best organizations in baseball and one of the most historical teams in the history of the world? Yeah, it's an honor more than anything else um, to be recognized by them being the guy that they wanted out of the draft. And, you know, early on, I realized that I was going to be around a lot of the best coaches, um, development on and off the field. 
like, you know, they do it right. And, you know, they care about our development and all the things going for us. And it's, it's a feeling of security more than anything else, you know, because you know, these guys are willing to put in the work to get the best out of you. And as an athlete, um, in an organization like this, that's the most you can ask for. So I'm just excited to get going and, you know, see where, you know, my time in this organization takes me and hopefully, you know, be a Yankee sooner rather than later. Yeah, you know, speaking more on the side of, you know, there are really good prospects in the organization, all that stuff. That comes with a sense of competition, right? You know, there's Jason Dominguez, there's Everson Pereira, there's uh, plenty of talent on the position player side of the ball up and down. You know, it, it does create kind of an inherent sense of competition, uh, you know, to reach higher levels of the organization. How do you plan on approaching that as you enter your full season debut with the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good players and there's a lot of really good players everywhere you go. But for me, it's just going to be going one day at a time and playing baseball and having fun with it. You know, I can't make those decisions for myself. Those are things that happen over time. So my approach will be just to play every day and have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, looking back at your time um, as a pitcher, you know, you were absolutely a stud, obviously. And then you have Tommy John surgery and you kind of had some issues with the arm and then transitioning over to the outfield. Did you see yourself like long-term perspective when you were pitching and kicking some serious ass doing it like as a pitcher? Or were you like, I always kind of wanted to go to the outfield, be a position player and, and you know, kind of kick ass over there. Like, was this, you know, what was your, what was your mindset? And then after the injury being like, all right, you know, now's, now's my chance to really make that full-time jump to the outfield. Yeah, I'd always thought I was a hitter first ever since I was younger. Um, I didn't pitch from ages like 13 to 17. So I always played as a hitter, and that's what I loved to do. You know, that was what I wanted to do at the yard. And then once I got a little bit older, started pitching again, started throwing the ball hard. But for me, it wasn't as fun as going and playing in the field and doing whatever else. Um, I mean, yeah, I threw the ball hard, didn't throw many strikes. So in those tough innings, I didn't really find it very enjoyable. Um, and then I had an elbow injury in high school, like within the first, you know, year of me pitching, I broke my elbow, um, had to get surgery on that, rehabbed it, got to Vanderbilt. And then after the COVID stuff happened, started pitching again. And then Tommy John surgery happened shortly thereafter. And then at that point it was pitching was new to me still. And it was one of those things like. I've put so much time on the field as a you know defender and playing outfield, first base, and whatever else. Um, so I called my coaches at Vanderbilt and said, hey, I just want to focus on hitting. Um, let's move forward from here. And then that was it from pitching. Yeah, you know, um, pitching is one of those things where I know this organization is has a lot of, you know, notable pitching uh, guys at the major league level. You know, think Garrett Cole, Carlson, Don Newley added to the team. Um, but I had kind of more of an unorthodox question here. I know you're an excellent defensive player, right? You know, one of the, I mean, probably the only reason you didn't play center field at Vanderbilt is because Enrique Bradfield Jr. is an all-world defensive player um, and center field. But you have great arm strength, great uh, range. But with the arm strength, if you were to get on the mound right now, what do you think you're topping out at? I have no idea, to be completely honest. Um, my arm's in different shape than it was, you know, when I was a pitcher. But I'd maybe put it somewhere in the 90s. If I had to guess, I have no idea. I haven't been gunned and I couldn't tell you how long. I hear you. Maybe maybe uh, there's, uh, I mean, I guess not so much since you mentioned you prefer playing the field. But, uh, uh, you know, maybe there's some Shohei Otani versatility in there, like a blowout. You got to get <laughs> ending in there. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe someday down the road. 
I was going to say, hopefully the Yankees aren't losing by that much and that you that they need you to pitch an inning. Maybe we're winning by that much. They, they're like, all right, you know what? Go in there and throw 95 for us and see what you can do. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's awesome. You know, this is definitely a, a unique opportunity to discuss kind of what you're looking to do this upcoming season. You know, now is going to be your first full campaign, right, with this Yankee team and their farm system really uh, making this progress. What are your projections? Like, what do you hope to accomplish? Some things you've laid out for yourself, some goals that you have for this year that like, you're like, I got to achieve this. This is where I want to be. Maybe you hit a certain amount of homers or, you know, certain amount of defensive runs or a save that rather. So, you know, just give me some goals that you have in your mind that would, I guess, make this season a successful one for you. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, uh, I don't want to have any statistical goals. My main goal is just going to be stay healthy and stick to my routine throughout the season. And if I'm able to stack up days of a consistent routine, I feel like those things will kind of take care of themselves. And to be honest, it's like, I don't really know what I'm capable of, you know, because this will be my first time playing so many games. I'm just excited to go out there and play baseball and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, man. But, you know, have you been to New York City? Like, have you been a couple times in your life or not yet? Um, I visited earlier this offseason. For the first time? It was so I had done like one day out there. I have an uncle that um, works in the city, and I think the only two places we went were like Grand Central Station and then Empire State Building. Saw the Statue of Liberty. It was all within like five hours, so that's all I got. And then I explored it a little bit um, this last time around. So, did you see the Empire State Building putting the Eagles colors out the other day? Everyone was I going crazy that. over that. That's ridiculous. I mean, look, if you're going to be a Yankee, you have to understand that that's like putting the Red Sox colors up on the Empire State Building. This is ridiculous. We don't we don't stand for that shit here. But I'll tell you what, um, New York City is a crazy place. You know, the people are insane. The fans are, as you know, very critical of players and some people just can't handle that type of stuff. But I like what you said before, in the sense that like you only kind of want to do what you can control. You don't have like goals for yourself. You just kind of stay quiet, do your thing um, and, and, you know, develop on your own time. And I think that's exactly the right mentality. Um, but you know, connecting with the fans is a really great way to get them to leave you alone because <laughs> they will, people just come after anybody for here for no reason. Um, we have a very interesting fan base, but a really passionate one. So I'm, I imagine you're going to feel a lot of love, especially as you climb this farm system and whatnot. So we're really excited to see you continue your growth. And this year we'll be watching, man. We're really excited. I'm going to make a, t- I'm going to have, um, our designer make a cool t-shirt for you. I'm going to send you one because I think uh, we can come up with something cool for you. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with something unique and we'll, we'll send you something cool. Um, but we appreciate, yeah, appreciate the love it. as always. And I know I know you're not looking forward to the cold winter here. And I definitely imagine you'll go back. Did, were you, where did you grow up in California, by the way? So I grew up in North County, San Diego, in a little spot called Encinitas. So it was a good, nice. it was a good area. I was like five minutes from the beach my whole life. And then... Yeah, it's a dream. That's awesome. Every time I get to go home, it's like a little vacation. So that's awesome. Yeah, I can't compare. I have the the <laughs> the Hudson River where we have nuclear waste instead of beach uh, background. So it's not ideal. But I'll tell you what. Um, this was a pleasure, man. Really appreciate you coming on and you know after your workout, getting your stuff done uh, means a lot to us and connecting with the fans. So. Um, hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and really, really wishing you the best of luck this upcoming season and hopefully you kick some serious ass. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been great. <laughs> no problem, man. Have a great one. Thank you. Yep. You all too.